0: Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. Uh, we just wanted to take some time now. People, uh, they, people kept asking as we were prepping for this, you know, is this a real service or is this just a birthday party? We just partying all night. But what would a real-life night be unless we brought the Word of God? Is that right? So tonight, what I want to do for just a couple minutes, Pastor Jonathan and I are actually going to be tag-teaming tonight. We're going to split this message because we're super excited um, for our 20th birthday But what I want to do tonight is I want to share some of my story um, and what real life really means to me. And so it starts way, way back uh, a long, long time ago when we first came to this church. I was about three years old and some of these guys who are over here, uh, they were actually around as like kids in kids church. And then uh, I grew up here at this church and got to see them, be students. Uh, as a part of real life and then in that video that was shown uh, the first couple that was there are actually the people who changed the name to real life and actually created this ministry and I'm just so excited that 20 years later after having been in every single stage that you could be with this ministry having gotten to see uh, students up on stages as a child uh, doing human videos, getting to see students up on stage leading worship and then I myself got to be a part of that and I got to do it as a student and I got to participate in human videos and I got to participate in the fun that happens and go to camps and fall retreats and then now God has led me and has been, I've been blessed enough to be a part of what is still happening and that just makes my heart so happy. I was getting a little emotional during the video because I got to see just all the people Uh, who helped shape this and helped create this and helped launch people like me into ministry. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about what this means to me and what the, the God moment that I had that changed things for me. That it happened because real life was a place that students could come and encounter God. You know, we just finished our series um, last week, uh, and it kind of bleeds into this week of our identity and what it means. And Pastor Jason, the first guy that was speaking, he, he said um, one of the old words. What it used to mean was reach, equip, advance, and then uh, it was, was it love for a little bit? You guys back there, help me out. It was love for a little bit. And then we kind of changed things up a little bit uh, within the last six or seven years, and it became reach, engage, advance, and lead. And... It's just crazy because that whole phase of ministry, um, the new rebranding of what it means to be real life was already taking place. As if God already knew that 20 years later, we wouldn't be able to hold ourselves in the room that we were in before. And so tonight, getting to be a part of this 20 20 year celebration and getting to celebrate 20 years It just really, really excites me. I'm really happy for this because I believe that God's not done yet. And I believe that this isn't a celebration of just history and it's not just we get to come together and yes, 20 years have gone by, but what we're doing is we are looking ahead and saying these 20 years were not enough because there are still people who do not know the Lord residing in Columbus, Georgia. And so when I was a student, I remember one of the sayings that Pastor Jason always had. It's one that we've actually brought up a lot here recently. He would always say, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And that happened for me. I got to stop something on this, sorry. That when I, I decided that the students from real life would be my main group of friends, that people who I went to church with would be my main group of friends, that future happened for me that future right now, I'm still here, not doing nothing, but actually being able to help and be a part and lead. And so it was actually in a camp that we went to, a fall retreat that we went to, and I was young, um, probably in eighth grade. Uh, You know, I remember fall retreats back, growing up in church, for all, all my old people back there, I remember some of you guys. Laney, I vividly remember you doing Christquando, the drama. Sorry, I love you. Like, it's just, sorry, I have to talk about this for a minute. I gotta honor some people real quick. Um, I, I just, I remember growing up and watching Alan Bigger's lead human videos and practices, and I think the first one he had me in, there was a guy who dressed up as a whale and was in a whale costume. Can y'all imagine that? Imagine if I made you do that. That'd be awesome. There's, um, and I, I remember watching you guys, I remember watching you guys do like shackles. And y'all remember that? Man, good times, good times. I wish I had videos of that, I would show them. Um, <laughs> but there was a moment, aside from all the hype and all the craziness, when I felt God reach out to me and say, Juan, you're called to ministry. And it was in a fall retreat that we had, and I felt God say, Juan, you're called to ministry. And so I just stepped forward and said, okay. And they, they did the little prayer and they prayed for me. And after that, I said, okay, well, what next? I don't, I don't really know what's happening next. And so through my high school years, I kind of wrestled with that. Well, what's next? And so finally, around my senior year at another real-life service, um, we had a moment where we prayed for our futures. And I, I was really seeking God on this. And God, what do I do? And I still felt that call, Wander called to ministry and I didn't know what it was, but there was a leader who came up, and she, she came up, and she started talking to me. Um, she was a close family friend, and she came, and she was like, hey, uh, I feel like God has given me a word for you in your life, and I was like, okay, what's that, and she gave me the scripture from First Timothy 4.12, and if you were in middle school service last week, I read this scripture to you guys, and this scripture has been something that's just changed my life, and I think even though we, we don't declare it regularly, it is definitely a part of who we are as a ministry. And that's first Timothy four twelve, and it says, Do not let anyone look down upon you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and in faith and in impurity. And when I was going through high school, it got to my junior year. I started looking at colleges. Anybody a junior looking at taking the SATs? Any seniors who already took your SATs? You're looking at colleges? I feel you. I know that struggle is real. Anybody confused? Like real confused? You don't know where you want to go? Okay. I hear you. I was in that same place my senior year and I started praying and she came and she spoke that over me and I had First Timothy 4.12 and I said, okay, well, I, I don't, I know I'm young, but if ministry is what you want me to do, God, then I'll, I'll chase after that. And so leaving out of high school, uh, I was planning to go to a university up in Missouri, up in Springfield, Missouri. And about 30, 40 days before I was supposed to leave for college, my parents pulled me to the side and they were like, hey, we don't feel like it's right for you to go. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, We've been praying. We don't feel at peace about it and we just don't feel like it's ready for you to go, it's time for you to go yet. And so after that, that battle of having to step aside of myself and say, okay, I'll listen to you, I decided that I was gonna enroll here at Columbus State and CSU, um, and I was gonna be a marketing major. And so then after that, uh, Pastor Brad came on staff the year after I graduated, and you know I was running with this thing, set the example, set the example. Set the example, and so I was like, "Okay, God, I know that I, I'm not going to ministry school, but if you can, still use me for ministry here at home, even if I'm not pursuing it right now, if I'm not studying it right now, use me for ministry here at home." And so, for a year, the year after I graduated high school. Um, pastor brad and pastor Judd saw something in me that i didn't even see myself and they asked me to come on and intern for a little bit and so i interned for a full year just doing whatever whatever it is that they asked me to do uh and I, there were times when they had me go and clean stuff up there were times when they had me do a million human videos at once which i still have to do sometimes uh and th- there were times that i didn't know if this was for me but i kept holding on to that scripture Just because you're young doesn't mean that you can't do it. And so my sophomore year of college, Pastor Brad pulled me into the office and said, hey, we'd like to hire you on staff for you to be a part of what we do officially. And in that moment, I felt, you know, I can't do this. I can't work at a church, I'm 18 years old. I don't know what it is, but they saw something in me The real-life leaders here saw something in me. And they said, no, we we see it. You have what it takes, and we want you to come on staff with us and to help us out. And so here I am, fast forward a few years later, speaking in front of all of you guys and sharing my story. And the reason I want to share this with you is because just like all of these people saw something in me and had a word for me, and in times in my life when I didn't know what I was going to do... I allowed the leaders in this room to see something in me. And that's what we want for all of you. We still, 20 years later, see something in each and every single one of you that you might not even see in yourself. And right now I'm only 21 years old and I get to be a part of one of the largest groups of students that meets regularly so tonight I want to encourage you guys this they spoke in the video about a legacy and I believe that that's truly what is it is here this isn't just a ministry that goes through phases and then is all of a sudden gonna die out this isn't a ministry that's gonna celebrate 20 years and then by 25 be no more this is a ministry that God has called and put in Columbus for a purpose And that's so students like you and students like me can have leaders and individuals and people in our lives that see something in us and bring us to the word of God so that we can set an example. And so that we can be a part of the legacy that is real life. Tonight, I'm gonna bring Pastor Jonathan, you go ahead and come out. But tonight, before I get off the stage, if there's one thing that I want you to hear it's that you're not too young. You have no excuse to change the situation you're in. To change the students that are in your school. I graduated from Northside High School in 2012. They've got hey, they've got a homecoming game tomorrow. Homecomings this week. Yeah. Go Pats. Love you guys. They got they got a, a game tomorrow night. Y'all go to that game. And I want to let all of you guys know, (laughs) but while I was in high school, all those Northside people that just screamed, there weren't that many in the room. But because a group of us decided to step up as leaders and say, you know what, we want to change the situation that we're in, now five years later, after I've graduated, no, that's not five, four, four years later, after I've graduated, this room is still full of people. And I feel like that is a part of my legacy that I was a part of a school and a group of students in a school who decided that, no, we're not going to let everybody around us go to hell. And that's what I want for you guys. Set the example. Thank you. Come on, give it up one
1: more time for Pastor Juan. Touch your neighbor and say, celebrate. Touch your other neighbor, say, legacy. God is good, amen? The scripture says this. Let me have your attention. We're about to wrap things up and have a whole lot of fun. I want to tell you something tonight, young person. Scripture says very clearly that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Tonight I've come to celebrate that real life is 20 years old. I want everyone to say with excitement and with enthusiastic expression, if if we're celebrating something monumental tonight, I want you to please say, I am real life. Come on, y'all can do a little better than that. Say, I am real life. See, tonight, real life is not just a building. Real life is not just an organization of young men and women who embrace, reach, engage, advance, and lead. You are real life. And the reason there's greatness in real life Columbus is because God has placed greatness in each and every one of you. The reason this place is incredible is because you are incredible. I believe with all of my heart, there are the world's greatest leaders in this room tonight. I believe with all of my heart that we may even have the the future free world leader of the entire United States of America. That would be the president of the United States. Could be in this room tonight because greatness lies within you. Tonight, I believe God wants us to celebrate what he's done in our lives as a ministry, but he also wants to challenge us to live for what's coming in the great days that are ahead for this ministry. See, legacy, it's defined as what you leave behind for those who follow you. And the hardest thing I witnessed in my high school career is I was a senior, and I was leading, and I was excited about Jesus, and I saw tons of my friends come to know the glorious gospel and be set free of their sin. It was incredible, but, but what I experienced is I was interning at my church, at my youth ministry that helped me grow. And the next year when I was in college, I watched We Did Not Set a group of leaders to follow us. And the next year it took place, it broke my heart because we had a thriving youth ministry when I was a senior, but we neglected as leaders to build up those who were coming behind us. Our legacy stopped when we left. And tonight I believe that that's not what God wants for you and for me in this ministry. Real Life has an incredible legacy, it's 20 years of family. It's 20 years of sins being forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's 20 years of transformed lives. 20 years of missions trips, getting parasites and having upset stomachs. It's 20 years of discovering, developing, and deploying our gifts through the fine arts. 20 years of speed-the-light offerings that have reached across the globe to advance the kingdom of God. Real life has changed this world. And we believe with all of our hearts that it's just the beginning real life. The Apostle Paul is who penned the scripture Pastor Juan just spoke about. And the Apostle Paul, he left an incredible legacy for us. He had a global ministry. His life was lived so that Those who never heard the name of Jesus could find salvation in this one true God. Second only to Jesus Christ himself, our Savior. No other person in history shook the planet like Paul did. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. We can learn something from his example, and God wants to inspire us with his life and from his final charge to us. And it's going to be on the screen right now. Paul said this, In 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 through 8, he said, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. This is his final final remarks. He said, the time of my death is near. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. I've kept the faith. And now... The prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, gives me on the day of his return. But this is what I want you to hear loudly and clearly tonight, real life. And the prize is not just for me, but it's for all who eagerly look forward to his, his appearance. See, Paul knew what legacy meant. He, he knew how hard life was. He knew how difficult the fight was to, to fight for purity, integrity, for righteousness. He knew He ran the race, he fought the good fight, and he kept the faith. But he realized it wasn't just for himself. He realized he was a part of something bigger than himself. He was living a life of legacy that would impact generations to come. Tonight, as real life turns 20, God wants to ask us the question, since you are real life, what legacy are you leaving? What will you be known for? That's the question God wants you to search your heart right now. What legacy are, is your life leaving right now in this moment? What will you be known for if you, God forbid, had a short-lived life and, and passed away soon? What would people know you as? See, legacy is important. Some of us, have we have a hard time with this question. Some would say, Pastor Jonathan, I'm not proud of what I'm known for already. I'm only 16 and I'm not proud. How can I possibly leave a legacy with the reputation I have right now? I've come with good news tonight because reputations can be changed. The direction of your life can change right now, tonight. You can start living a life that leaves a legacy right now. You can be known for something greater than than yourself, something greater than your past and your failures. See, Saul was a murderer, and I don't think anyone in this room has ever committed murder. He did everything in his power to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ, but but get this young person, the love of Jesus changed everything for him, and he can do the same for you. Real life as a ministry has been leaving a legacy for decades. You are real life, and tonight can be the turning point for your life where God steps in and changes everything. I believe that with all of my heart. If you're in this room tonight and you have a reputation that's tainted, if you're in this room tonight and you feel you have nothing to offer this world because of the faults and failures you continually live in, if you're in this room tonight and you desire to be a part of a move of God and the family of God that we call real life but you feel unqualified because of your reputation, your past, God sent me to challenge you tonight. And tell you that it's time to stop sacrificing what is permanent for what is temporary. It's time to stop sacrificing what is permanent for what is temporary. My heart was moved when, when he put that on my heart to share with you guys. Teen Challenge. You feel like you're sacrificing a lot right now. But what you're doing is you're leading us. You're showing us what it means to sacrifice the temporary, the the things that really don't matter in this life. You will be women of virtue. You will be called by your husband. He will praise your name in the streets. Proverbs 31, you need to read that. You are sacrificing, sure I get it, you're young. But guess what, you are becoming something greater. And what happens to people who get transformed and set free from their mess? Like Saul, his name was changed. God gave him a new name, a new identity, a new purpose in life. And he used the unusable, he used the unlovable, he used the the unteachable, the person who thought he knew everything. And he took that life that was surrendered and submitted and he used him to pen these words I've run the race, I have fought the good fight, I have kept my faith. I challenge you young young ladies don't give up. Continue to be the example that pushes us and challenges us to sacrifice because some of us need to separate ourselves from the junk of this world. See I was thinking about this and, and Juan was setting up these awesome geo filters in Snapchat. That was cool. Like some of y'all's high schools had a Real life, happy birthday, HBD, real life, it was awesome. Um, I was thinking about it, how we are the Snapchat generation. We're being trained to live for a moment that disappears. When When we're to live for what lasts, we're being taught. Every day we're searching, looking, focused on what's temporary, what disappears in a moment. But God wants us to live a legacy. He wants to live for something that lasts. He wants us to be men and women of character and integrity, things that will set us up for a future and set our children up for success. Your life is so much more. It's worth so much more than the temporary high that you get from sin. You were made to do more than just be normal. You are so much better than the sin that gives you temporary pleasure and leaves you hard or leaves you headed towards eternal destruction. You're so much better than that young person. With Jesus, we can have the power to refuse to sacrifice what is permanent for what is temporary. No matter how hard it gets. With Jesus, our reputation can change. God put within you the potential to revolutionize this world. Don't forfeit that ability by simply living for temporary fulfillment and ungodly pleasures. What's inside of you this world needs? This morning I read a tweet from a leader that I respect and admire a great deal. And and with this, I'm going to invite Rachel if you want to come. And I want to invite the adult leaders to come. We're going to wrap this up and have some fun in just a moment. But this morning I read this tweet. It it was so thought-provoking and so right on with what, what we're trying to do tonight. And this tweet, it said this from this leader who's in our ministry. He said there's two great days in this life. The day you were born and the day that you discover why. Did you hear that? Real life was born 20 years ago. There's two great days in everyone's life. The day you were born and the day you discover why. Tonight I've come to say and I quote, you were created for a big purpose. Don't be little real life. Don't be little. Leave a legacy. We all feel the pressure and understand that it's not easy to build a good reputation, the type of reputation that leaves a legacy to follow. We all have experiences and failures at some level. And we understand how a good reputation can be tainted by one instant, one fault, one failure, one comment can ruin things for a long time Paul said to Timothy don't let anyone hold you back because you're young with God nothing is impossible so don't be little leave a big mark on this world real life I want you to stand to your feet as we close bow your hearts bow your heads no one talking no one being a distraction Paul said I've run the race I've fought the good fight, and I've kept the faith. In the past 20 years, there have been so many students chased after. There have been countless battles that have been fought in prayer and in deed for the lives of thousands of young people in this valley area. There is greatness in you tonight. Paul was not being arrogant in this passage of scripture. He was trying to communicate to us that our whole life can be a legacy, and that's what life, that's a life that's worth fighting for. Every one of us has this desire to belong belong to something greater, something bigger than ourselves, and unfortunately, many of us struggle to find the courage to fight for it. Tonight, I believe we're in this room full of the most incredible people in this world but satan has lied to many of you and said because of your past because of your failure because of your sin you're no longer capable of leading a legacy that's a lie from the pit of hell god wants to use your life to transform Your friends, your family, your community, your church, your student ministry. God wants you to become the leader he's called you to be. He's calling you out tonight. So tonight there's going to be two groups of people we really want to pray for tonight. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no distractions. You're in this room right now and you'd say, Pastor Jonathan, you, you don't even know how deep my story goes. You don't even realize how long the list of things that I've done to spit in the face of God, to turn my back on Him and to willfully choose to disobey Him time and time again. Pastor Jonathan, you don't understand. I have built a reputation, but I'm not bringing people into the kingdom of God. I'm leading them away from it. I've I've lost some hope in my life, and tonight I hear in your voice, God's kindness leading me to repent. God is saying to you, I've never given up on you. Don't give up on yourself because my blood was spilled to forgive every single sin that you've ever committed. My grace is sufficient for your every need. So if you're in this room tonight and you may not have been leading a legacy like Paul, and your life may not be fulfilled because you know that you were created for something more than what you're living right now. Tonight, there's an opportunity right now in this moment for you to have your reputation changed, to take the sin that is staining your life and have it washed as white as snow. Jesus loves you. He cares for you, and he wants you to be all that you were created to be and stop living in fear and in condemnation. All it takes is simply admitting God I need your grace. So right now in this moment I've described you to a T and you need the love of Jesus. You want your reputation to be transformed. You want Jesus to forgive you of your sin. You want to make him the the forefront of every part of your life. You want to focus on him now like never before. And you want the grace that only comes through Calvary's cross that he paid for you. I want you to raise your hand and hold it high. I want to pray for you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now, don't miss this moment. God has created you to be something bigger than your sin. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. There is nothing that can separate you from his love. So one, one last opportunity. If you haven't raised your hand and you know you should have, raise it right now and hold it high. I want to pray with you. Thank you, God. Everyone in this room, say this after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for loving me. Even when I've not been lovable even when I've sinned against you. You love me even when I turn my back on you. But tonight's different. Tonight, I determine in my heart to leave a legacy. I'm going to live not just for myself, not just for my sinful pleasure, but I'm going to live for you, Jesus. Will you please forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, remove the guilt, remove the shame, help me to fall in love with you tonight. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Tonight, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.